0: What am I? We got wizards. bye
1: thank you so much for um letting us have uh, two services in a row lord just to glorify your name father i just ask that you be be with this service be with pastor and just uh have the holy spirit within him lord just to preach your word it is in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen and as we continue in praise we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 475 hymn 475 make me a blessing And that
2: Welcome to our afternoon service here at Central Park Baptist Church. We're awful glad that you came today. Uh, just a few announcements uh, this Bye, afternoon. Daddy. If you did not get a bulletin, I want to encourage you, to, if there's some left out there, uh, pick one up. Uh, it shows you all the announcements we have. Don't forget about two, uh, Thursday soul winning. I'm uh, sorry, Saturday soul winning. Uh, hey. Thursday, that's what we used to do years ago. Um, and we used to go Thursday night. But we uh, 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 soul winning on Saturday, 9.30 in the morning, and so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. We'll be going to, to Sight and Sounds there out in um, Branson.
3: Missouri,
2: Branson. Branson, Missouri, thank you, I kind of got stuck there, um, uh, that'll be uh, on October 19th and 20th, we're going to go see the Sight and Sounds uh, uh, of Esther, amen, yeah. and that's going to be an exciting time. If you'd like to go, please sign up on the Bolton board. Uh, soon so that we can make sure we have enough rooms for everyone ladies retreat is coming up september 8th and 9th that is very quick amen and if you have not signed up please sign up and then we also have to have the funds in today uh in order to cover the cost of your room so if you have any questions on that please see mrs white i think she's working the nursery tonight uh, but please see her after the service. There's many other things that we're not going to talk about that are listed in our bulletin. I want to encourage you to look at that and get all the information from there. Thank you for coming to Central Park. But we've got one more thing we want to talk to you about. We need some help from our young men and our older men. Uh, maybe you're not elderly, but as we get older, we have difficulties doing what we used to do. Amen? And so those doors for our church are heavy doors. I know that ladies uh, lose arm strength uh, quicker than some men do, but then some men lose them too. Amen? I am not nearly as strong as I used to be. My wife says, thank the Lord for that. I finally got deodorant, but that is not what I mean. I mean, I'm not as physically strong as I used to be, and so some things are heavier and more difficult. And so if you see an elderly person uh, coming towards one of the doors of our church, uh, open that door for them. Just to be a help to them. Uh, If they have a package or if they're carrying something in, go to them. Pick it out of their hands. And they'll say, oh, no, no, I got this. No, 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 no. Thank you very much, but I will take that and then take it from them. And they'll let go sooner or later. Or you could drag them down the street. Um, But they'll let go and then you bring it in for them. Amen. Just we need to help. Uh, our folks, Amen. Be a blessing to people. That's what the Lord wants us to be—a blessing and encouragement. Yes, yes, so yes, if you could yes. do that, it would be of great help. Pastor, amen, you come. Amen,
3: amen. And we can do that immediately after our morning service as well. Uh, these doors out here—they don't lock open, or you know, it's not good anyway. Uh, but uh, if you just men, we're we're not going to make a schedule for that. But if we get a couple guys since as as church is over, just head for these doors and watch for people. Same thing for this back door back here. Uh, just to help, you know, some of our ladies uh, to go out those. It would be awesome. So please just kind of keep an eye out and uh, help us and head for those doors after service is over, okay? Um, and all God's people can say amen, all right? Amen. So I appreciate that. Uh, we'll check on Ms. Martin. She did fall back here this morning, and they uh, helped her to go to the hospital today to kind of get checked up and things. We don't know any details right now, but uh, pray for her. And we'll check on her, and we'll let you know something Wednesday night, but keep her in your prayers, uh, uh, you know, uh, about that. And so, anyway, men, Will, we can uh, maybe help some of that, if y'all help us with those doors, okay? Uh, well, y'all ready to have a good offering? Say amen. Yeah. you know, about 60-40, you know. I'm not sure which is 60 and which is 40, but uh, y'all ready to have a good offering? Say amen. Amen, amen. good. God loves a chill forgiver, amen? Amen. <coughs> amen. Didn't the choir do good this morning? Amen. Amen. He li- I like that. And by the way, I was going. I was thinking about this choir or special singers. When y'all sing, try to smile a little bit. Okay. Amen. Uh, don't. I mean, look like you're enjoying what you're singing. Amen. Now, looking out here, I can kind of understand some why they look like they do because it's a mirrored image of what there's. You know, some. But, you know, so let's just smile a little bit. If y'all smile at them, maybe they'll smile back at you. Amen. Amen.
4: Sure,
3: yeah, amen. Right. So, uh, anyway, singers, y'all smile a little bit, all right, and enjoy. I'm, I enjoy. It. Hey, amen. amen. So let me let me encourage you to enjoy. It. Let's enjoy this portion of our worship. And uh, as we give, because, again, God loves a cheerful giver. May the Lord bless you as you give. Father, thank you, Lord, for the day. Uh, thank you again, Lord, for our people and their faithfulness and uh, lord i'm thank you f- thankful for our folks that uh, come back Lord. I pray God that you'd uh, speak to their hearts and they'll receive a blessing by being back Lord. I pray that you'd grow us, Lord, in our relationship with you, grow us in our maturity, Lord, with you, so that we uh, that folks will want to be back and have that desire, Lord, to come back and learn uh, of your word and God, we give you praise for that. Lord, I pray that you'd be with this offering again. Bless the gift uh, gift and the giver. And may everything that's given, Lord, today be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, you come.
1: Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing Hymn 275, Hymn 275. I must tell Jesus. We'll do the first and last verses. The first and last verses of Hymn 275. I must tell Jesus. Hymn 275. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. Get to heaven, amen. And when that roll is called up yonder, are you gonna be there? Amen. Hymn 435, hymn 435, we'll sing all verses. At the conclusion of this hymn, please greet your neighbors, amen. Greet your family members. When the roll is called up yonder, hymn 435. Oh, when the
0: trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be more,
4: oh
0: And the morning breaks eternal bright amen. When the saints are kept together, the over of the other.
5: sparkling stars upon the midnight summer sky the majesty and wonder of the ocean's endless tide he and i am captured
3: Amen. I like it when we new folks come and sing. Amen. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, Brother Frank, Ms. Zoe. Um, Exodus chapter seven. Good song, by the way, too. I like that. You know, we get used to God sometimes. We get accustomed to Him, but God is great. Amen. And I'm I'm certainly thankful. Moses, or me, in Exodus chapter tw- uh, chapter seven, we're going to start at verse eight. Again, in a minute, we'll go back and go down through verse 13. We're going to talk about rods and serpents. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 7, beginning in verse 8. Found your place. Amen. I'll try not to get ahead of myself, all right? And we'll, get, we'll just start in verse 8. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, Then thou shalt say unto Aaron. See, God's already showing to His that he knows what's going to happen. All right? He's already, he he knows. And so he's letting, Moses, he basically said, Moses, this is what Pharaoh's going to say to you. So when he does, you say this to him. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, when Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod, and cast it before Pharaoh, and, and it shall come. Uh, become a serpent. Now, you see, God says, Moses, when Pharaoh says this, you say, hey, Aaron, throw your rod down, Mm -hmm. okay? God's still using uh, Moses. He's still uh, speaking through Moses. Look at verse 10. Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, and now the magicians of Egypt, they also did uh, in like manner with their enchantments, for they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. And but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and he hearkened. Our our he hardened Pharaoh's heart that he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. Uh, and then you get in verse fourteen, and the Lord said unto Moses, Father, I pray you, help us, Lord. We want to stop there, and and uh, Lord, kind of. Uh, dissect these verses for just a moment and see, Lord, what what you have for us here. Uh, God, I believe you're showing yourself here in these, in these verses, and God, may we see you as well, and God, may we not just see you here, but God, I pray that we'll see you in every moment of every day of our life, giving you preeminence in all things, and so God, help us, Lord, bless the reading of your word, and I give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So Moses and Aaron, they're headed back uh, to see Pharaoh with the second message. And the second message, as we talked about last week, is it's a more difficult message because it's a message that contains more demands. Uh, Because if we don't submit to the first uh, demands or commands of God, God's going to give us another one, and it's going to have more in it. It's going to have more demands. It's going to have more commands, and and so we see that here, and 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 along with this demand that that Moses takes back to Pharaoh from God, we see with this demand comes two miracles. That as I've already said, it can it, it's involving serpents and a rod. And if you look in verse eight through ten, we first see uh, the serpent or the snake, and the first proof here that Moses. Uh, and Aaron are called of God is when Aaron is commanded to throw down his rod, and it became a serpent. We see the proof of God's calling on Moses' life. I mean, and it's not unexpected that Pharaoh uh, is requiring some evidence of Moses' call from God. Uh, I mean, there's probably been, if you think about it, there's probably been a lot of uh, fakes and a lot of frauds who have come to Pharaoh saying that they were something they are not. Uh, They're trying to to gain his uh, his you know his um, uh, favor, if you will, and uh, in in the kingdom. And so they've come to him, and so he's faced a lot of fraud. So when Moses comes, uh, he asks them for some proof of what uh, what's going on. Now this is not the only thing. We'll get to get to that in a minute. But in our society, there's been a lot of people who are frauds. There's been a lot of folks who have claimed to be something they are not. And you know, and I got to thinking about uh, how many people over the years there have been that uh, have claimed to be Jesus Christ. From what I could count, there's been no less than 45 people who have claimed to be Jesus Christ. And it goes back all the way to the 16th century. From what, we could, from what I could find. In fact, what I have found, there are two right now today claiming that they are Jesus Christ. If they are claiming they're claiming Je- that they are the Lord, I've got a problem with that. Because the problem I have is before the Lord, before he, he said before he comes back and sets foot on this earth, one, he's taking us out. Okay? Uh, and then he said that he's going to clean some things up to a point during the thousand year. Length. Well, I don't see anything changing, you know? And I don't see him sitting in Jerusalem reigning ro- uh, uh, with a rod of iron. I don't see any of that stuff. So, I mean, according to what I read in his word, these two guys that are here claiming that they're the Lord Jesus Christ, they're frauds, yeah. they're fakes. Well, not only have there been frauds who claim to be the Lord Jesus Christ, but there's also people who are, uh, are frauds or false prophets, if you will. They stand in pulpits just like this one around the world claiming to be called of God when they have, they have no idea what it means to be called of God. Amen. Uh, they, so when Pharaoh is asked for proof, Aaron cast down his rod, and and that rod, the Bible says, immediately became a serpent, which tells me that when somebody is called of God, it don't take long to see evidence of that. Uh, You won't have to ask them for it. You know, that's one thing that I believe that Christians, we've got to do better at, and that is uh, living in such a way that people see Christ in us, that we don't have to ask them, hey, are you a Christian?" Now, wait a minute. They already ought to know that, see some things, some evidence on us. Uh, before they ever get to that place, they ought to see some evidence in our life. Well, we see that with Moses, and, uh, no, and we see that he has been called of God because there's evidence. Now, look in verse 10. We see that without divine power, and we talked about this a little bit Wednesday, without divine power helping Aaron, he would have literally been a flop. Amen. Without the power of God, Aaron would have thrown down that rod, uh, and <clears throat> it would it, it'd be like me telling Brother Marco, okay, throw that bottle down, and it's going to turn into a snake. And he throws the bottle down. And it's like, you know, we take this bottle, and, and we go. Oh, wait a minute. What happened? Yeah, water come out everywhere. Well, it, wait a minute. That's not supposed to happen that way. That's supposed to turn into a, a snake. You follow me? I mean, listen, there's a, a lot of people today that are claiming something and that they are not, and they do not have the power of God on their life. And, listen, and, and without the power of God, we're, we're frauds. Our, our work, our labor is in vain without the power of God to help us and because we can't with any success serve God without the power of God being on us. Or y'all, y'all, y'all wake up now. We can't do that. Listen, we got to have God's power or we're helpless. Look, turn to Psalm chapter 127. Psalm chapter 127. This is why we do our best or I do my best to put emphasis on praying together as a church. Now, we need to pray together as in our individuals, but we also need to pray together as a church. And this is why, because we got to have the power of God. Because God said in Psalm 127 verse 1, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. Listen, God help us and churches like this one not to forget that we must have God's power in the work of the church. Our abilities and, and the task that's before us is literally impossible without God's help to do it. Listen, I don't know how we could ever reach one more person for Christ without the power of God. Well, you know, let me tell you something we can't. We'll never see another person come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Why? Because we can't. Uh, well, I don't, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, so let me go back. Yeah, we can't change uh, 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 sticks into serpents. Amen. We can't pass pe- people from death unto life. I can't make somebody that's spiritually dead alive. That power's not in me. It's not in works. I mean, they're still dead. Listen, we can't do that. We, we, it, there's no way possible that we can accomplish anything for the honor and glory of God without the power of God in and through us as individuals. Which brings me to the next statement that if, we're, if that's going to happen, if God's going to use us and be able to work through us, then we've got to be clean. There's no way that God's going to use a dirty vessel. Amen. Amen. Listen, if I had a glass of water up here, and I, I thought, you know, and, and I mean, so let's say it's a, a quart of water. I mean, that's a, quite a bit of water. I see guys walking around with a gallon of water, you know, that exercise and stuff, they just carried around with them all day because they're supposed to drink that. <clears throat> and y'all do that. Hmm. I don't. But let's say I had a gallon of water, and I had an eyedropper of strychnine. And I took, I mean, the most small little bitty drop out of this. Eye. I, it was so small, you couldn't hardly see it. And I put it in that water. And it dropped in there, and I shook it up real good. And I said, here, is you thirsty? Oh, wait a minute. Before you drink that, just I, there's a little bitty, bitty drop, a minuscule drop of strychnine in there. But it's probably okay. It's probably diluted. I doubt very seriously that it'll hurt you. You going to drink it? Are you? I'm not. You know, I'm not I'm not even going to put it up to my lip. Now, I, listen, I'm telling you, it, do you realize it's the same way God using us with sin? Uh, it, I'm, I'm, it's just a little sin. It's probably diluted. That sin in us is probably so small and minuscule that it really doesn't mean anything. Uh, you probably can't see it. It can't be detected with the human eye, but God can see it. And, I, and listen, I don't believe God is going to use us if we can't stay clean before God. I, God if God's going to use us, we have got to be a clean vessel. And and, and it goes right back to this with Aaron and... and uh, uh, Moses, they these guys stayed clean before God, and, and in order for God to use them, listen, they, I want you to understand that they stayed clean and obedient to God, and, and so we have to stay clean, and when the priest, watch this, when the priests were carrying the ark back in Exodus 17, and they got to the Jordan River, understand, it was God who parted the waters, when they stuck their feet out there and that, their foot touched that water, God was working through them because they have already been to the temple and offered the sacrifice, and they were clean, and they were obedient to God. And so when they were carrying that Ark of Covenant to, before those people, and they stepped in that Jordan River, those, that Jordan River parted just like the Red Sea, and they walked across on dry ground just like the Israelites did. But in order for God to use them, they had to be clean, but it was the power of God that did that through them. They didn't do it. And Moses didn't do it at the Red Sea either. So there's no end to what man can do if we are clean vessels used by God. So the snake, God used Moses and Aaron. But notice in verse 11 and 12, something something takes place, and it always does. It says, Then Pharaoh also called wise men and the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, uh, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Listen, Satan likes to uh, imitate God. He likes to imitate divine works. He does this in the spiritual realm in order to deceive you and me and other people into rejecting the truth and embracing something that's false. He does it here to keep Pharaoh from believing God. And Pharaoh fell for it. And we're going to look at that in a minute. But if you go through Scripture, you'll find all through the Bible that, uh, that Satan fits God. He does it throughout. And listen, that Satan is the great imitator. We've read this verse in Second Corinthians chapter eleven and verse 13 through 15. I've mentioned it many times where Paul he's writing to these Corinthians and he says, For such are false prophets, or excuse me, false apostles, deceitful workers. Here they are transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light therefore it's no great thing if his if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness Paul wrote to listen uh, there's a lot of people today uh, that has turned uh, uh, worship into business it's a job they stand in the pulpits. They look like the world. They act like the world. And they, they come and they, pre- they they stand and they proclaim the Word of God. Listen, they're not called of God. They're just false prophets, false apostles, imitating the things of God for benefit. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, that the Antichrist will come with what the Bible says, with power and signs and lying wonders. Christ warned in Matthew twenty four twenty four of False Christs and false prophets who shall show great signs and wonders, what insomuch that if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. Listen, we're witnessing these things right now today. In the days of the early church, the apocryphal uh, gospels were written, and they were placed alongside of uh, the gospels that we have in our Bible today. Today we have the Book of Mormon, the Koran, uh, the NIV, the ESV, and listen, and a lot of other things, and they are all corrupt versions. They have been taken from a corrupt source and given to us by corrupt people. And why? Because Satan likes to imitate, and he wants to get as close to the things of God, listen, and to God himself. Uh, You don't deceive, and this is what I was telling the men the other day, you don't deceive people by being uh, diametrically opposed and, and, and extremely different than the real thing. You don't deceive people like that. You deceive people by being as close to the real thing as you can possibly be without being that. Uh, look at counterfeiters with money. They've got to make that fault, that, that counterfeit money, look, they've got to make it look like the real thing as close as they can get it in order to deceive people. Why do you think they take those little pens or whatever and scribe on? Why? Because they're trying to make sure that they, they can't tell the difference. So they've got something that they scribe across that money to make sure that it's real or not. Well, listen, a lot of times we as Christians, if we're not careful, we cannot tell the false from the real. So we have to take the pen of the Word of Almighty God out, and we have to lay it alongside them, and we have to rub it on them by the power of God and the Word of God to see if they're false or not. But this is the litmus test, and yet there's a lot of people, good people today, that are being deceived. And the ability of Satan to counterfeit and imitate the work of God, though, has been played down. It's been uh, doubted. And a lot of commentators, even when I was studying this, they, they said things like that the magicians, and this is what they said, that the magicians simply cast down snakes that were charmed into rod-like appearance. That's what they said. And then they say that when these snakes hit the ground, they were startled out of their stiffness. Well, listen, that's not what the Bible says. Look in verse 12. The Bible says that these magicians, what did it say? It, they cast every man, what? His rod. It didn't, they didn't cast down charmed snakes. They threw down a rod. And that rod became a snake. And then it says that Aaron's rod... Swallowed up their rods. Now listen, it didn't say that his rod swallowed up their charmed snakes that looked like rods. No, listen. That's what the commentators said. They say that it's you know that they were just charm snakes and that they were they were stiff like a board and they just threw them down and went and then when it did it kind of woke them up and and they realized that they were no wait a minute that's not it at all. Let just say what God said. Commentators, watch. They are critical of those who explain away the miracles of God, but then here they are trying to explain away the counterfeiting of Satan. God help us. Listen, Satan is deceitful. And Satan has a lot of power, by the way. He was able to do a lot of damage to Job. If you don't think he has a lot of power, you know, ask Job. Say, well, I would. Well, then go to his his book and read it. Ask him. Ask him about his family and possessions. Able through his help. Listen, uh, uh, Satan is able through his helpers to possess humans. He is able to possess animals. He's able to control their actions. Amen. I, I still remember about the missionary to Argentina. These preachers wanted to go to a voodoo service. I wouldn't. Now, that was, first, I, that was dumb. I wouldn't want to go. Uh, and so they got a brand-new little 15-passenger uh, uh, van, brand-new. And they're driving out to the jungle on a little bitty road. There's no, I mean, just big enough for this van to go down. There's about eight of them. I I still know the missionary's name, uh, but it has been years ago. So they're driving out through there, and they get about a mile from the voodoo service. Dark, pitch black, close to midnight, and the van just shuts off. Well, there... They're, you know, they're out there and they're thinking, man, lie! this is a brand new van. Lights are still on, you know, and all this stuff. And so all these guys, you know, when men, when a vehicle breaks down, what do men do? They get out and they look under the hood and act like they know what's going on. But what's worse, you got eight preachers. (laughs) They're outside of this van looking under the hood. They have no clue what's going on. But they can hear the drums from the voodoo service. They can hear the people doing all their chanting. Now, when when someone is demon-possessed and a demon leaves the body of an individual in a voodoo service, that that host just lets out a blood-curdling scream. So here these preachers are. They're out of this van. They're standing in. They're all out looking. They're listening to the drums. They're hearing the people just doing their chanting. And then all of a sudden, they hear this host person just let out a blood curling scream. And all of them stop. Now, I got this right from the preacher. And as soon as that person did that scream, the demon leaves the body, that van started right up. Nobody's in the driver's seat. And they're all standing out there. And the van starts. Well, you know what they did? They all got in. Well, <clears throat> remember, it's a little bitty road. And and the preacher says, the missionary says, listen, now, there's only w- there's only one way we can go up here and turn around where that voodoo service is at. There's That's the only way we can turn around. And they've been, been driving in here for about five or six miles. And the preacher said, listen, we just thought we wanted to go up there, <laughs> and, but we don't want to. So you, they backed all the way out, five miles down that road. Listen, de- uh, Satan is powerful. Let me tell you another story. And I, I, I'm just letting you know how, that Satan is real. Demons are real. They're able to do all this stuff. They were the same missionary. They were getting ready to start a church in this this lady's house. Well, they had walked by the house and they noticed in the backyard that there was a man chained up like a dog. He barked like a dog. He was on all fours like a dog. And they they had come to visit this lady for the last day to start this church in this house. That following Sunday, which this was probably a Thursday. So they walking by this house, never had seen this guy out here before. And they began to walk by, and this guy, chained up like a dog, he comes and he jumps up on this fence, and the pickets literally stick in his belly. And he jumps up on the fence, and he looks at the missionary, and he calls him by name. And he tells this missionary, he says, the day you sing a song or start the church in that house, this body will die and he jumped off the fence and went on about his business out in the yard. They walked down, talked to the lady and left. Sunday they came, they sang, and as soon as they started singing, a lady come in from the next door to the church service and said, "The guy that was out here, he he just died. The and, and it happened just like the miss, the missionary was told would happen if they started that church." But I listened Satan is real. He wants to do anything he can to, to scare and make God's people fearful. Fear is a paralyzing thing. But listen, I, I want you to understand, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the Lord. And let me give you a little help. Listen, Satan and his demons cannot possess a born-again child of God. Because Satan and God can't be in the same place. Listen, I want you to understand, if the Holy Spirit of God lives in you, uh, the the demons of hell have no place there. Now, they can oppress you. They can make you do things you don't want to do if you listen to them. Amen. But listen, I'm telling you, we, we see it all through Scripture. We can see the power of Satan. He was able to take Christ, if you remember, uh, to Jerusalem. He set him up on a high pinnacle of the temple in Matthew chapter 4. And, and he said, uh, he, the Bible says, to an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and, and the glory of them. And if Satan can do this, then he would have no problem changing a few rods into a snake. Listen, uh, but in spite of all the things in Scripture that Satan has, uh, has that we see about his miracle-working power, and, and listen, people still today ignore the power of Satan. And so you know what we do? It, not me, but some do. We sit down and we'll read our horoscope to see how we're going to do that week. We'll, You know, we'll read the star, our astro, uh, uh, astrology sign. And all although, listen, don't give place to the devil... Listen, God said to gird up the loins of your mind. Don't don't do that. Why? Because if you give Satan a little bit of your thoughts, he'll take a whole bunch, if not all. And in spite of all the evidences in Scripture that Satan has miracle-working power, a lot of folks just ignore it, or simply they don't accept it. But where did he get his power? I mean, that's a good question. Well, he got it from God. All power comes from God. But... Uh, even though we know Satan got his power from God, Satan misuses it. Yeah. Just as men today misuse their God-given abilities to do evil instead of good. Listen, Satan has used the power that God gave him, to, and he misuses it. He deceived mankind. He told God, I'll lift up my throne above your throne. He's misused it. He's gotten out of his place, and a lot of people do that. But one of these days, think about it, Satan's going to meet his doom, praise the Lord. He's going to stand before God, and he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. I, I, I really believe with all my heart, like that word cast. Well, to Cast means you throw something. Well, if you're going to throw something, you've got to have a hold of it. Amen? Amen? So if, if Satan is cast into the lake of fire, now you and I, we're not... But I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, I believe with all my heart, and I think the people of God have the redeemed saints of Almighty God that have been washed in the blood. Listen, we're going to be standing there, and Satan, God's going to chain him up, and Christ himself is going to pick him up and cast him into the lake of fire. And I want you it's going to probably take us a couple million years to get over it if we ever do. Listen, can you imagine? I think of a football game that's close, and, the, and, and your team comes out uh, as a winner. It's a home game. Listen, the crowd goes crazy, and they do it for hours and hours. Listen, we're going to go crazy in a spiritual way when Satan is cast into the lake of fire, and we're going to thank God for his victory, and we're going to get to revel in that. Uh, but till then, Satan is still going to imitate God but look in verse 12 we see what i call the swallowing we saw the serpent and uh, you know we saw the imitation now we get to see the swallowing now this is the the second miracle and it shows us that god has superiority over the gods of egypt and over satan when the egyptian uh, when their when their magicians rods uh, they were swallowed up by aaron uh, I kind of tend to think it was a little embarrassing to those guys, because this probably had never happened before. Uh, you know, uh, but you know they. But the thing you got to remember, they haven't been dealing with Jehovah God before this day. Today they're dealing with God, and God is superior to any evil spirit or to any uh, magician, listen, God is superior. And can I tell you today that when it pl- when God pleases to do so, he can swallow up any of his enemies when he so chooses. So listen, he's going to do that one of these days, and I thank God. And uh, They might be able to put on a big, impressive show. They might be able to deceive a lot of people, but God can take care uh, of the best that the en- his enemy has to offer. Listen, he can take care of them. Egypt oppressed, uh, uh, oppressed Israel, they were cruel to them, they were vicious toward them, but the day came in Exodus 15, 12, you read it, when God stretched out his right hand and the earth swallowed them up, amen. If you go and read about in Numbers 16, if you remember, Korah raised rebellion against Moses, but the, the, his rebellion ended up when the Bible says uh, God had the earth open her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. Listen, God took care of them, just swallowed them up. Well, one of these days there are going to be some more swallowing. And I, let me tell you, but uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, those who are redeemed, by Jesus Christ have a promise that the Bible says death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. And not only that, but it says this mortality might be swallowed up in life. And I say amen and praise the Lord. Listen, one of these days, all this stuff is going to be swallowed up by the victory of Almighty God. Praise the Lord for it. I'm thankful today. You know, the Bible may be talking about uh, Pharaoh and all of his uh, serpents swallowing, but God's got His own. Amen. Uh, but notice in verse thirteen, we see the rejection of these miracles. Pharaoh completely rejected the message uh, of these miracles done with Aaron's rod. And 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 when now when Aaron performed these miracles of turning the rod into a snake, Pharaoh, you know, he called his magicians in, and they they duplicated the miracle. And I think the reason were one of them that Pharaoh called his magicians in was and to get them to. Uh, do their thing with, these, uh, with their rods as well. I think Pharaoh's looking for a reason to reject the message uh, uh, that, that Aaron's rod gave, you know, that, that God is all-powerful. I think Pharaoh is looking for a reason not to believe because he didn't want to let Israel go. So if his magicians, he calls them in, if they're able to duplicate uh, what Aaron is doing, then, uh, then Aaron's uh, God deserves no more respect than Pharaoh's God. But there's a problem. He brings them in. Aaron throws his down. The Egyptians throws theirs down. But the problem is Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. But watch this. And and this may be a little quick, but I I don't want to forget it. If you look in verse 11, notice what it says. Uh, uh, Aaron has come in. Uh, Moses says, okay, Aaron, throw your rod down. So Aaron throws down his, what's he throw down? His rod, okay? Singular. So, verse 11, Pharaoh called in the wise men, plural, and the sorcerers, plural. Now the magicians, plural, of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments, plural. For they cast down every man his rod. Now that's still, and they became, what? What did they become? Serpents. Listen, I, I, when I read that, I thought, you know, the world is always trying to impress people with numbers. The world is trying to, and, and none of that, but the, uh, the world uh, will always try to overwhelm a child of God with numbers. L- listen, I, I, tell my, I was telling my sisters the other day, and my son, I tell him this often. We get overwhelmed sometimes because we think the task is too big. We start looking at the whole thing all at once. Right? And I said, listen, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And listen, but a lot of times, if we're not careful, we start looking at the whole picture. And we think, oh, no, and we get worried. Well, I think that's what Pharaoh's doing here. He calls in all of his sorcerers, all of his magicians, and I can see there's probably uh, a bunch of them. There, I don't know how many, but I, there's quite a few. But here stands Aaron and Moses, just two of them, in the face of all of, of Pharaoh's uh, um, sorcerers. And, and listen, but I don't think they are phased in, in the least. You know why? Because they are obedient to God. They're clean vessels, and they know God is going to take care of it. But Pharaoh doesn't know that. He thinks they're just two men. He's not impressed with God. And so Pharaoh's thinking, I can overwhelm these guys. I'll just bring all my men in here. And, man, they're going to get so nervous. They're just going to run out of here. Not so. They come in there. Moses throws down his rod. And the sorcerers throw down their rods and, and, and they become serpents, but God shows His superiority. Listen, and, and as a result, uh, Moses, one snake, eats up all of their snakes. Listen, God's not impressed with the world and their numbers and what they can do. Hey man, listen, God created everything sometimes, I think. Uh, that just to show us and uh, maybe impress us. He says, oh, you think, uh, you know, the, all these galaxies that you see out there and and, and the uh, the stars are as the sands of the sea, they're innumerable. He said, I'll show you some. I'll just create a, a few more billion galaxies, and he'll just fling some out there. Uh, the scientists say that the universe is always growing. Well, you know what? Listen, it is as limitless as God is. But we are impressed with all that, but God's not. What's, what's a lot to God? Listen, so here it is. And Pharaoh, is, his men come in, Aaron's rod swallows up theirs, but that just did not compute with Pharaoh. Pharaoh uh, is not impressed in the least, and the reason why is because he's looking for a way out. He's looking for a way not to believe, and he got it. He didn't, eat, he didn't need lightning from the sky. He didn't need something grandeur to disbelieve. All he needed was a small fragment of a doubt. All he needed was a loophole. All that those who are looking for a way not to believe, all they need is that hard verse or the exception text that might be a little difficult to uh, to explain or to give the context of it, and so they see it. And all that does is water their doubt and water and give them a reason not to believe and, and to do those things. And a lot of people today are looking for reasons not to serve. They're looking for a reason not to pray, not to read God's Word, not to be faithful. Listen, all they need is just, just that little uh, text, verse, that even appears. If it even appears to look different. They'll take it and they'll run with it. Have you ever met someone like that? Boy, I have. This is the way people are with salvation as an example. The Bible plainly teaches that salvation is by grace through faith alone. Absolutely no works. But unbelief looks for that little text that talks about works. And they look at it and it looks like on the surface it's teaching work for salvation and Maybe, you know, baptism, we'll throw a little bit of baptism in there, and and they'll take that, and they'll run with it because that's what they want to believe. Even though we have mountains of evidence that teach against it, they still go, and people still follow. Uh, people look, and when they don't like something in the Bible, then they look for something that, that can be twisted or something that they can believe. The evidence is plain. Uh, But Pharaoh ignores it, and he goes his own way. Look in verse 13. It tells us that Pharaoh's heart had become hard because of sin, and his hard heart is not going to allow him to respond to God in the right way. And that's sad, but it's also dangerous. Uh, Pharaoh don't know it now, but God's judgment's coming. Verse 13, it tells us that all this took place. And and, and notice these words. I, I think these are interesting words. Uh, it says, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Remember, Pharaoh's getting what he asked for. That he hardened not, or he hearkened not unto them. And notice it says, as the, what's the next three words? As the Lord had said. In other words, as the Lord said. Listen, in our day, doesn't it look like wickedness and and uh and wrong that i mean they just rant and rave look i'll turn your tv on i mean there it it is in your face it may seem like it's in control but we don't have to wring our hands we don't have to think that god has lost control but if you look in second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 we can rejoice because the bible tells us this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come All the wickedness of man, it's not going to dethrone God. It only confirms God's greatness. Evil only vindicates God's word. Psalm chapter 76 in verse 10, it says, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, which assures us of divine victory. Listen, you can't fight against God and win. Pharaoh is going to prove that. He's going to be, I mean, God's going to use him to prove to us that God is just exactly who he said he is. And one of these days, I think, I, I still believe it's soon. I wish he'd come yesterday. I just wish he'd come back. Uh, I mean, he's coming. Uh, it may not be today, but one day the Lord's going to come. And and just like those verses there in verse 13, it'll be as the Lord said. Yeah. Whatever God said, you can take it to the bank. It's going to come to pass. All all we have to do is trust him. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. The world wants to be impressive to us. The world wants to throw things at us in, in big numbers. But listen, God is not impressed with all that. But I'm telling you what he is impressed with. He's impressed with a saint of God who just simply is obedient and obeys God's call in his life. And if we'll be willing to be used, then God will use us. But don't be like Pharaoh. If God gives us the evidence in the Word of God, if we can't allow the Bible to change our mind, we're in trouble. Listen, there's a lot of people today that... um, believe in works-based salvation that have truly never asked Jesus Christ to come into their hearts. It's a sad thing because they've been duped by Satan. They think that the baptismal waters is going to save them and wash away their sin. No, nothing but the blood can cleanse us from our sin. And nothing nothing but God, listen, can take you where you want to go as a child of God. So God, help us just to follow Him. Father, help us. Lord, we... Uh, see satan lord here in these verses that imitating you and lord the uh, satan tries to imitate you and in, in our lives in such a way that we um we fail and we're we don't we're not discerning enough lord to recognize it god please help us lord satan wants to be as close to the as close to like you as he can so that he might deceive help us lord uh to be children of god lord mature Uh, and and know the word of God and know the the things of God that we might be able to to discern Satan when he tries to trip us up God please help us God I pray that you'd strengthen us Lord today and Lord I pray that you'd strengthen us this week God it's inevitable that we're going to face things this week that might uh, try to uh, throw us a curveball if you will Lord, to try to Keep us from listening to you, God. I pray that you'll help us not to allow that, but help us to stay close. God, I'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand, and while Brother Shelton sings a verse of invitation, that the Lord's speaking to your heart.